Welcome to the ENA Podcast. This is the ENA Podcast, and this is Dan Campana, the Director of Communications for the Emergency Nurses Association, welcoming you to our latest episode of the podcast. And it is a monumental episode of the podcast for a couple of reasons. One, we're going to talk about emergency nursing 2021, a hybrid experience. We're going to talk about all the education that you can take part in, whether you're in Orlando or attending virtually uh, later in September. But this is also monumental because it is the 50th episode of the ENA podcast. And uh, I'm really excited that we've reached this milestone uh, in just over uh, you know, a little less than two years, a little more, maybe a little more than two years since we first launched this back in 2019. And I can tell you that the response that we've had has been really, really great over all that time. And we are on a record pace for the number of people who are downloading and listening to the ENA podcast. So uh, I send my thank you out to everybody who has been listening since the start. And even if you're brand new to the podcast as a listener, we welcome you, you know, to, to this little family of listeners uh, with the ENA podcast. But I'm also thankful because we've got Teresa Dodge and Rachel Smith, who are the co-chairs of the Emergency Nursing 2021 Education Planning Committee. And they are part of the team that came up with the dynamic lineup that we've got scheduled for EN21. So let me welcome Teresa and Rachel to the ENA podcast. Good, good day. Welcome, both to, welcome to both of you. Thank, thank you. you so much for having us. Yeah, so, thank you. Putting together something as massive as Emergency Nursing 2021, anybody who's ever been to ENA's annual conference knows that there's so much going on, but the education is the nucleus of what brings everybody together. Uh, as ENA members and as members of the committee, uh, Teresa, I'll start with you. What is it, what is it meant to you to be a part of the team that has developed the programming that is going to serve thousands of emergency nurses and, and really help them with their skill development and their knowledge base? It has been really incredible. Um, I was an attendee of ENA's conferences, I think for about three years before I applied to be on the committee and really um, early on when I applied, I wanted, I did it because I really wanted to give back because I got so much from the conferences and from the networking. Um, so it's just really a wonderful honor to be able to, you know, help fellow nurses out and, and you know, improving their skills and their knowledge. And, and Rachel, on, on your side of things, uh, I know in Austin, the last time everybody came together, you were on the, you know, on the other side to a certain extent as well as somebody who had uh, pitched a presentation, did a presentation. Uh, what do, so now to, to, to help build something like this and to see it, you know, from the pitch process all the way to putting the schedule out there, what, uh, what, what has it meant to you to, to get to see this process and be a part of it, you know, knowing what it means to people to get an opportunity to present, you know, at conference? Absolutely. The, so the first time I went to conference was in Los Angeles, and I kind of saw what an amazing place the conference was. You know, I came home back to my department with this rejuvenated experience of so excited to, you know, be back in my department after having gone through all of that. So when I um, actually the following year, I believe it was St. Louis was the first time I spoke. And it was it was amazing to be able to bring that to people. So now on the other side, to be able to kind of look through all of these abstracts blindly, um, pick the best ones, you know, it's such a great experience. And, uh, you know, we're really excited to be able to um, give this education to everybody. 
and in person for the first time, um, you know, since Austin. And, and let, me, let me follow up on, on talking about that process. So what, what do you think would surprise people about what the committee does with everything that gets submitted? Because I don't think, I, I work here and I don't even have a true sense of the volume of presentations that are submitted for consideration. Um, just talk a little bit about that. What, what is it, you know, what is that like to see, you know, these digital mountains of people who have great ideas and great thoughts and you have to, to you know, pick through those to come up with what is right now about a hundred sessions over the course of four days uh, in, in Orlando and, and virtually. What, what, is that, what is that process like to sit through there and, and really have to make some hard decisions, I would think? That's a really great question. I think it's one that we don't talk about often. Uh, so when you submit an abstract, you submit, you know, what your thoughts are to, to come up with a presentation. With that are your references and kind of all the fancy research stuff behind it. And then us as a committee that gets divided into different groups of people and we all do double blinded reviews. So we don't know who's presenting that or um, pitching that idea until the schedule actually gets made. So I think it's a really good opportunity for us to find new speakers or different speakers um, and you know, hopefully help to find the next best speaker that maybe we haven't seen before um, because it's all double blinded. Teresa, is it a little intimidating to have that responsibility, you know, to look through this? And, you know, was there anything in particular that jumped out at you? Was it topics? Was it methods of presentations? You know, how did you put all that together for from your standpoint as you work through this process? Um, yeah, it can be a bit overwhelming, definitely, because we get, what, over 300 applications and it's probably more than that um, usually. And so it's it's a lot and there's some really great presentations and sadly, you know, we cannot pick every single one. Um, so I just get kind of um, methodical with my reviews and just try to be, um, you know, as neutral a grader as I can be and just find the topics that seem, you know, the most interesting, the most well-organized um, out there. So when you look at the schedule uh, as it sits right now, I mean, the diversity of topics and it's there, there are some, you know, very um, timely and trending sort of topics. I, I think, mm -hmm. you know, uh, areas around DEI and healthcare inequality, uh, something that jumped out at me that's on the, uh, the schedule. There's a lot of um, very specific clinical type um, opportunities to learn. And it's not just presentations. Obviously, there's hands-on and there's other ways that people can participate uh, in their education when they're here. And then there's, you know, there's discussions and there's just so many different things that fit into topics around PEDS, uh, certainly lessons learned from COVID-19. You know, Rachel, when you kind of think about it, you know, you, I'm sure you try to find balance so that you're not just all COVID or all PEDS or all this or all that. Um, what were there some things that stood out to you in terms of, of topics or, you know, ways that people can participate that you're going, yeah, we're putting together something that's pretty holistic, but it's also fairly unique. You're not going to get bored just looking at the same types of things over and over again. That's a good point. So we do our best in a fast track session or a learning hour you know, session that we don't stack up too much of the same topics against each other. But the good news is this year, similar to last, is that everybody will have on-demand access through the end of January. I remember my first you know, um, conference being like, oh no, how do I pick between this topic or this topic? They both seem so great. But the good news is you don't have to pick anymore <laughs> since we're all gonna, everything's gonna be on demand after the fact. 
uh, uh, Teresa, you know, do you think about it? Did you ever find yourself in that dilemma going to conference? Like I can't be in three places at once. So how do I, you know, how do I choose what's most important? You know, we're taking a little bit of that burden off of attendees, but you know, it, it is hard to, to, to pick and choose sometimes when you're looking at the, the big picture and going, well, I can be in one place at one time. What's most important to me? So how, how did you manage that as an attendee in the past? Um, yeah, so that's been a big problem in the past. And I think that that's one of the like best things about this conference is we're kind of eliminating that. Um, honestly, what I did is me and my friends sometimes would just split up and I'd have some friends, you know, cause we would, you typically want to go to the same type of lecture. So they would go to one and I'd go to the other. And then we'd like meet back up and review what we learned. <laughs> um, <laughs> so like notes of, at the end. <laughs> yeah. So it was kind of cheating. <laughs> But it, you know, wasn't as good as, you know, the opportunities we have now, definitely. Well, I mean, divide and conquer. I think that's, you know, a good conference plan, no matter what, when you're talking about the variety of things that you can be a part of and, and wanting to give, put your time into the things that are most exciting, you know, um, to you and your own independent look at what education matters to you and just the types of ways that you can learn. Uh, you know, Rachel, you mentioned, you know, fast track and learning hour. We obviously have concurrent sessions, which will go a little bit longer, but then there's hands-on and there's exhibit hall learning. Um, you know, how would, how, how do you sort of, um, you know, describe it to people and go, you know, if there's a certain type of thing you're looking for or a certain topic you're looking for, there's a good chance it's going to be here. And it's not just all sitting and listening. There are ways to be actively involved. Uh, how do you, how do you put that to people when they're like, you know, well, what is it really about? How am I going to take something away from this when you, you can go, well, here's everything that's happening. I mean, how, do, how do you sell that to people, if you will? We did our best this year to make sure that um, some of these sessions are really interactive. So as you said, there are going to be skills labs, which is a great opportunity to physically put your hands on something. Um, and also our, our learning hour um, timeframe has changed just a little bit. It's a little bit shorter than it has been in the past. Just, you know, ED nurses, we're not good at sitting still. <laughs> so we're trying to get people up and, and move into the next session um, while still kind of getting the information they need in, in a shorter. Uh, time frame. And we have our, um, you know, our opening session, we have a, a, a keynote speaker, you know, uh, Teresa, if, if, if you can, you talk a little bit about the, the keynote speaker. And I know we want to talk about the closing session, we got some things planned for that, that we can't quite get into yet. But from an opening, uh, opening session perspective, uh, you know, tell us a little bit about our keynote. So Dr. Rick Rigsby is our opening speaker and he's a motivational speaker and um, all of us um, the committee um, and some of our ENA staff who help us organize this conference um, watched a few videos of him giving um, high, uh, like high school college graduation speeches and he's just very powerful um, and very funny speaker and so you know this the last year and a half two years has been pretty dark and gloomy for a lot of ER nurses and so I think this is a, a fun way to kick off conference and hopefully you know bring some happiness and light to our, our wonderful ER nurses. So I'm going to start with Rachel but I'm going to ask you each the toughest question you're going to get and say starting with Rachel what is the session that you know when you saw it and you saw it was on the schedule that it had been selected you're like that's one that I'm going to go to have you have you got, gotten that deep into it yet where you're like this is the one that I will not miss no matter what happens yes I had the pleasure of meeting Terry Campbell a few weeks ago um, when she <laughs> did the learning lab um, in back at the, the headquarters and she is doing a learning hour on the mixology of traumatology, which sounds super fun and super exciting. So I'm really looking forward to seeing what that's all about, you know, the drugs that we use in the middle of a trauma. 
Well, and as we mentioned, that learning studio, those who have seen Terry Campbell either at conference or regional symposiums or during the learning studio, she has a very unique and engaging and entertaining way to disseminate information and talk about the, the things that matter most to emergency nurses. So um, that, that, that's, a, that's a super solid pick, I would say. Teresa, how about you? What, when, it, when you look at the schedule and, and you know what's out there, uh, what, what's on your, the top of your to-do list when it comes to sessions to check out? Can I pick all the sessions? Is that an option? <laughs> As part of no. the committee, I will grant that, but if you've got a specific one. You know. um, I think, you know, the past year with the big political turmoil um, and like racial um, inequality that we've been seeing, uh, I'm really intrigued by a lot of the diversity and inclusion um, topics that we have. And there was one in particular, um, it's In Search of a Promised Land, a nurse's view on racism and our future together. Um, that there was just something about it that I, I'm really intrigued by um, and I'm uh, excited to see. And I, I'm hoping it will be more than just, you know, understanding how, you know, racism and, uh, impacts the care we deliver, but um, also tangible ways that we can improve upon that and become better, you know, nurses. I'd say that that's a good example of the diversity of um, what's available. So there's the clinical, there's the hands-on, there's things that, uh, as I'm sure you both have experienced, that you want to take back to your EDs as soon as you're, you, you get home from conference. I mean, after you've rested up, because everybody needs a couple days to recover from going to conference before they go back to work and start to share all the great things they learned. But also to talk about those things that, um, you know, as ENA has certainly evolved in its approach to looking at uh, DEI related matters. You know, it, it, like I, I mentioned at the start, you know, to see the number of, of, con uh, of sessions that are centered around uh, diversity uh, and inclusion, but also just healthcare and equity and really addressing some of those things. I, I think that shows the breadth of everything that's on the, the schedule for, for September. So with, uh, you know, when, when you put it all together, um, you know, Rachel, I'll, I'll give you, you know, I'll give each of you the last word, but I'll start with you, Rachel. When you look at everything, um, you've got, you know, uh, thousands and thousands of emergency nurses and, and thousands and thousands of ENA members. Um, in a couple of seconds, what, what would you tell them is the reason why, from an education standpoint, they need to, to be a part of EN21? Either they, you know, come in person and we get to celebrate and see each other for the first time in quite some time, or they come online and they do it, you know, with the virtual experience. I think biggest thing I can say, and like I kind of said before, is just this rejuvenation of, of being an emergency nurse. We all know it's not easy. We all know it's not this, always this super fun experience that we have being ER nurses, but you know, when you find someone else that you connect with that lives halfway across the country and you all realize you have the same issues and the same problems, it's a really powerful experience. Teresa, same question. When, when you look at the totality of what we're going to experience and, you know, especially when the education being the, the centerpiece of it all, um, how do you convince a friend, a colleague or somebody that you've just met who's an emergency nurse to say this is the place to be, uh, you know, come September? Um, so I, I have to, you know, agree with Rachel, but then my, my other go-to response for why someone should come is just, you know, come to the ENA conference. It's going to make you a better nurse. <laughs> it's just as simple as that. Um, it's great education and great opportunities to just, you know, remember why you love ER nursing. Uh, you know, sometimes simple is, is better. I, I think that's a great answer. And, and you both have really uh, covered all the bases that I think we want to talk about when we get people excited about emergency nursing 2021. 
Um, and certainly, you know, the time is now when it comes to early bird registration, you know, people looking to, to save a, a couple of dollars, um, you know, that runs through July 31st and, you know, all the education is available for, uh, for anybody who's interested, whether you've already registered or you're planning to register. Uh, so you just head to the ENA website, ENA.org, and right on the top of the front page, uh, you can click the, the register now button. It'll take you to all the information about the event. Uh, Teresa and Rachel, thank you so much for being a part of the ENA podcast today and, and giving us a little bit of the behind the scenes from the, the planning committee, but also some of your own perspectives about uh, what conference means to you and, and how you hope people are excited to join us. Yeah, thank, thank you so you. much. We're looking forward to seeing everybody in Orlando. Yes. So with that, uh, that'll do it for this episode of the ENA podcast. Uh, obviously, you know, conference is such a big thing and we'd love being able to tell listeners, whether you're an ENA member or not, about what they can expect, you know, if you join us. And of course, uh, as Teresa and Rachel mentioned, uh, join you can join us in Orlando in person at the Orange County Convention Center. You can join us virtually from anywhere and bring a little bit of that EN20X experience that we had last year uh, as we bring together the first large-scale hybrid event uh, for ENA. And then, of course, uh, you know, the big value in on-demand access to conference content uh, runs all the way through J January 31st of next year. So that's e not even just January 1st, you get through the end of January. So you get a, a good chunk of time to catch up on the things that you weren't able to get to, but even revisit some of the things that you did see uh, during EN21. So with all that, thank you for listening to the ENA podcast. And once again, thanks to everyone who has been a part of the first 50 episodes of the ENA podcast. And we look forward to bringing you many more throughout the rest of this year and into the future. So with that, thank you for listening and we'll see you next time on the podcast.